2: And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com, presented by the Choctaw Casino and Resort in Durant. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie,
3: Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, we are back, it is the unofficial 40 here on Soonerscoop.com podcast, and I don't know. That intro might be a little disrespectful um, since Army's coming to town. I don't really know how <laughs> to feel this week. feel like you're always walking on eggshells about whether or not uh, you have so to pray.
0: Th- I mean, it's, it's impre- just how it is. But, uh, that's don't the thing. say it, anything you'll regret. No, I'm not going to. I, and by no means am I shitting on the military's Service or whatever, you know, academies. the academies, the academies that everything these guys go through because there's a tremendous. They're better amount of men than we are. Respect by and far. honor and discipline <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But you it's almost like you have to say that before you say, but oh, use a thirty-two point favorite this weekend. Yeah, I
3: it's it's one. Of the, I mean, we've been through it before. I've been through it before. uh Air Force twice. Uh, and it's always a it's, weird It's
0: still really really cool. It's
3: man. always a weird deal because there's going to be a lot of pageantry involved. It brings a different vibe. I hope we get some, you know, F18s, you know, buzzing the buzzing the tower if you will, uh in the uh in the pregame during the national anthem. I'm sure that uh Tinker will send some guys out and it'll be cool and it'll be a nice uh, you know, a nice way to celebrate the country and then have a football game. But uh yeah, it it is Definitely a lot of walking around on eggshells, trying to... And it was kind of funny yesterday, because like Mike Hauk does a great job at OU. Uh, hi, Mike's wife. I know you listen to the podcast, because we hear all the... She tells him all the horrible things that we say, and then oh. he tells me. So, a great panther. Uh, yeah, Putnam City North. So anyway, Mike does a great job, and I know that he's just got to be sweating this week. Now the first two days of media are over, but like, how awful would it be if one of your players said something
0: disrespectful? I was I was cutting up the Neville Gallimore stuff this morning. What if Neville Gallimore is just like I'm Canadian? Screw these guys. Screw them. I I support the. I bet we could beat them. I support the Mounties. <laughs> They're not the Mounties are the police officers. <laughs> the they, Canadian, have, the ar- they have their forces. own army. Yes. The Canadian Armed Forces.
3: They have their own. Uh, I was kind of hoping he'd say that the. Uh, what is it? Thunderbirds? Is that their Blue Angels? Because I've seen know. them at an air show before, and they're really good. Is that what they're called?
4: Even Amani Bledsoe, before he answered the first question did like a twenty second thing about how much he respects Army and all all that stuff,
0: and then he answered questions. I mean, that, has, that's just weird. Has there ever been anybody that's just like, no, I don't support the troops? I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> he, I don't know. I don't know any assholes well, out there, Eddie. I don't know. The podcast isn't over. I, things that come I out never, of your mouth. I would never go that far.
3: Uh, and, you know, it's kind of one of those things like there's a football game to be played. And I, I say things I believe I in. don't think this is a good game for Oklahoma to be playing because, you know, you've got a defense that struggled last week against Iowa State, struggled against the pass. You're going to play this triple option team. It disrupts your entire season. And it doesn't really help you get any better as a secondary Because the only thing we're going to find out about the secondary is Who's going to screw up
4: like and let somebody behind have to, them Yeah,
0: who's going to have And, yeah, if that and happens, have a mental error Then you really have a meltdown But, I mean, and we can get into it And we talked about it in the post-game show But I don't think it was as bad as everybody wants to make it out to seem
2: in Ames Hello, Josh <laughs> Hi, Josh. Wow, that that feels like I'm supposed to come in with like the hammer and disagree. Let me start though. Like Amani Bledsoe, Army sucks. Go Navy. So anyway, we've got that out of the way. Yeah, I've always been a but, Navy guy. I got family in the Navy. Yeah, my, I've got I've got two Academy grads uh, as cousins. So like na- Navy is thick in my family. So that's that's a big deal. But obviously, you know, all jokes aside, total respect for the Army guys. But I'm with Eddie. Like, I, I know everybody kind of expects me to come in and be like, oh, this is terrible. And you, you take away Parnell Motley's two terrible tackles. And one of them, I, I think people kind of forget on that second one, he was falling when Butler made that catch. By but the way, if you
3: rewatch a- that, look at what Khalil Houghton is doing. He is just standing there flat-footed.
0: Khalil Houghton has As not- Hakeem
3: Butler runs past
0: Parnell Motley. I mean, and if- it's almost like. Oh crap, he's still in bounds. I better go get him. If you want to shit on somebody, I'll I don't know if I'll join the party, but it's probably a little deserved with his play over the last two two three weeks, for you the know, first three weeks of
2: the season. I kind of thought he was going to have maybe like a Gabe Lynn kind of senior year where he kind of sneaks into the all, all Big 12 talk at the end of the year. Gabe Lynn had a really nice year that year he made the move to safety. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and he was I also thought a maybe we could see that safety, yeah.
2: And it just it's just not happening.
3: Your mic
0: Hold on We got an issue Your mic or your headphones Just the headphones
3: Okay
0: Continue Thank you That sounds great now I couldn't hear I needed some more treble Like Eminem Are you going deaf? I I think I might be To be
2: honest I have not I thought that was a Chappelle skit Uh... When he wanted the treble
3: Uh, I have not kept up with the Eminem rap battles With Machine Gun Kelly
0: I didn't know that MGK was a was still around. Well, I didn't even know that like he was a respected rapper. Or is he not? I I could be completely off base on that, but I have he had enjoyed the back and forth between the theme them.
3: song for that horrible Netflix show with Will Smith. What is that? Home or something like that. I don't think I ever saw that. I like Machine Gun Kelly. I don't dislike him. I am very neutral. I don't have any <laughs> Exactly.
4: I don't know what One- I know. He was an
3: song. actor on that uh uh Showtime series they had called Roadies.
0: I don't think i saw that but oh, i know what so you're talking good. about i know the show cameron crow did it
3: anyway we digress uh so that ends for i will I say this about about, about the army like the coolest thing this week was talking to tim kish because he coached eight years the army
0: i something i had no idea about really
3: i didn't i didn't even put two and two together i guess so bef- between 84 and 91 i think it was or 92 uh and he you know has been talking to the team all week just about of what these kids go through and he talked to us about it yesterday
2: yeah for the most part uh it's up at uh, six o'clock uh, for uh roll call and they're in their uh they're down on the plains which is uh, grass fields and uh, uh in their companies and uh, uh starting the day that way then uh, essentially they go to uh breakfast at seven o'clock gotta be in class by seven thirty. Uh, have classes all the way up to about eleven thirty. We meet. We used to meet with our players. I don't know if they still do this, but used to meet with our players at lunchtime, uh, the hour they head off at lunch. Uh, that was our position meeting time, and then they went back to class from about twelve thirty to three. Uh, practice started at three. Uh, then they lifted after practice because that's the only time they could lift, and then uh, they'd uh, go back to dinner and uh, be in the rooms about seven o'clock and. Lights out at 11, so uh, it was a full day.
3: And we talked to Grant Calcaterra on Monday. You could, like, see, not, like, the fear in his eyes, but he was just like, man, that stuff's crazy. Like, I don't want any part of that. No, I mean. 15 minutes to (laughs) eat lunch every day. I mean, you talk about a regimented schedule. That that ain't for me. I thought it used to be horrific just trying to find a ride to lunch when I was a sophomore in high school. I can't imagine just having 15 minutes. It's like we'd have to walk to, like, the nearest Chinese place, and you'd have to get in... that You had, like, 15 minutes to eat because you had to order your food, eat it, and then walk all the way back another 30 minutes.
0: I mean, I thought my life was hard. That Hanging was like a walk of shame and lunch. And <laughs> skipping class every day. <laughs>
3: Going into the file cabinet to...
0: Yeah, get test files. Yeah, get your test. So you could cheat. Find good prices on Adderall. I mean, it was just... <laughs> It's not how uh, not how I envisioned college, but as we you said... you wouldn't have made it res- in the army I wouldn't have made it in
2: a lot of places a lot of yeah I don't think <laughs> that would have made it the coast guard <laughs> yeah
0: really, I, I, well i I'd probably get seasick I wouldn't have been able to do that either <laughs> i mean I'm not, I don't like going on a cruise. I don't want to go on a cruise, let alone go to the coast guard where you have to be on the water at all times
3: so this was i mean, this was um you know kind of. The dancing on eggshells that I was talking about when you talked to the players. Here's talk, here's us talking to Trey Norwood yesterday. I know Coach Kish just talked a lot to you guys about you know his experience at Army and those guys. How tough is it kind of balancing that respect for for those kids and. Than having to go between the lines and you know know that they're going to try and chop your heads off.
1: I mean uh, to me it's not tough at all. I mean I mean there's two sides of it. I mean I mean, th- those guys uh, I have mad respect for them just because of the things they do not only on the football field playing Division one football but also I mean the things that they do off the field as well. Um, talking with Coach Kish, uh, he-, he gave us kind of the rundown and uh, like their everyday schedule. And I mean th- th- those guys have have a schedule that, that many that many many people couldn't go through. You know what I mean? Because they have to they have to serve us. You know what I mean? Uh, that, that that's 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 kind of their main job, and then football as well. So it's it's like it's like two battlefields for them. So it's much respect to them, you know and I mean it's going to be like that way Saturday. But I mean in between those lines, you know what I mean? Uh, there's no friends. either side of the ball. We just got to go out there uh, play our game and get the job done. How much does just hearing about what they go through every day? Prepare
3: you guys to know how hard those guys are gonna fight once they get on the field.
1: Uh, it makes you appreciate them uh, Much more ten times more. I mean you have to have respect for every opponent that you play But knowing what those guys go through and then knowing that after after college and after football They go serve our country and uh, protect us. Uh, it just brings a respect level uh, It raises the bar even higher. so it's just one of those things that like I'm saying uh, like I was saying it's just matter of respect and I uh, I mean, just just eager to go out there and play. I know you're going to get a fight. On <sighs> yeah, just just I mean, I see, like you said, no one in between those lines. There's going to be no friends, and you know they, they're going to bring in their all, so we have to bring our all as well.
3: I I think it, w- did they play San Diego State in the bowl game last year, Army? That
0: sounds right. So I think I remember yeah, watching that. that. Right. They won, didn't they?
3: It was that. Uh, well, San Diego State had that. Was it Penny? Yeah, the running Rashawn back, Rashad Penny, Rashad mm-hmm. Penny, who's playing a lot in the NFL this year. Really good running back. Um. But they, they were outstanding. I mean, that game was fun to watch. Uh, I mean, this is a team... I think for OU fans, it's going to be... The older OU fans, it's going to be really bizarre seeing a triple option team on Owen Field again. You know, Barry Switzer's probably going to you know love seeing it. Uh, but, you know, just the... I you know, I watched some of their game last week, and there's so much misdirection. The fullback, I mean, if you haven't seen it in person, if you're younger, uh, just the fullback can drive you insane in an offense like this. What well, was the, because the, you the
0: just... key word of the week? Discipline? Yeah, I mean, the assi- I mean assignment football. Assignment ass- ass- football. On assignment. Yeah. On assignment. It's a, it's a game that, you know, there's a lot of things that can go wrong just as far as if you're not sound defensively that they'll take advantage of. But at the same time, I think it's a game, too, that, you know, if OU... If they don't have any major screw-ups, I think it's a game that they could... Frankly, I think it could be an ass-kicking on Saturday. Like a brutal ass-kicking.
3: Uh, by the way, I want to mention uh, the uh, Unofficial 40, our title sponsor, presenting sponsor, uh, the Choctaw Casino and Resort in Durant. Uh, I've been out there. It's a fantastic casino. You can, uh, now you can roll the dice. they got the craps tables. they got the roulette, which Josh apparently is a roulette master. Uh, can play it for hours, which he's the only person I know that can do that. Uh, but this, the restaurants out there, uh, the gameplay, it's just a fantastic experience. The hotel is fantastic. Uh, I know it's been ridiculously hot. They have one of the coolest pools in Oklahoma uh, to go hang out at. Uh, but it's just a short drive. If you're listening, we got a lot of listeners in Dallas, uh, a lot of people in Oklahoma City and Tulsa. Uh, make that drive over to, Dur- to Durant. Uh, spend your game weekends over there. Uh, a lot of great sports bars in there. The tailgaters. They got a bowling alley in the district. They got a, a movie theater. Uh, it's just a great place to spend a weekend uh, and have a good time. But uh, the the steakhouse is fantastic uh, that they've got. But but uh, Gillies uh, is a, you know, they've got the mechanical bull out there that you can ride. Uh, so yeah, I mean Chuck Casino and Durant. Uh, a major part of why we can bring you this podcast and why we bring it to you every week because of uh, their sponsorship of the program. So uh, make sure you get out there Choctawcasinos.com, uh go check it out and um, appreciate their sponsorship of the show. Uh, by the way, you mentioned um, you know everything that that this army game brings with it. Um, one of the things that you know is really going to be huge is the defensive line and Lincoln Riley. It was very complimentary of them. That's the first thing he said in his press conference. So kind of a
0: backhanded shot at the defensive backs as well. I kind to of compliment thought it was. the defensive line. Well, I mean, they didn't play particularly well. It, but I to mean, go out of his way to say and to really kind maybe of impress, more with the linebackers, maybe. Yeah, I thought Curtis it was kind Bolton, of a like, backhanded compliment.
3: Curtis Bolton is where he needs to be, and Josh, you've done the Monday morning idiot. Like to bring you on Let's, he he's a great player because he's where he needs to be, but. He is leading the team in missed tackles. He and and then Buki is second. Uh, but Curtis Lofton has got to do a better job. He did it again of making the Curtis Bolton. You said Lofton. Did I? <laughs> I was just getting shit for this yesterday from Bob as we were leaving practice.
2: You know, Put the counter that, at one. That was the thing doing the doing the post game report card. That was the toughest thing because. Bolton is more than any other player right where he should be. He shows he's almost always there ahead of the ball. Like he is in a position to make so many big plays, and some of them he makes, and then some of them he just makes brutal misses, like the goal line with with Montgomery, where he misses the tackle in the backfield that would have really changed that possession for Iowa State. That was a huge play, and he misses it. But at the same time, he was the only guy there. So I, I don't really know how to gauge that sometimes. But there's no question, I mean, they need him to be more consistent in his tackling. And that's that's why people are, you know, I, I realize that right now, anything that goes wrong defensively is Mike Stoops. And i am certainly been one of those guys that's been pretty, pretty adamant that there are some problems that have just been persistent year after year. And this is one of them. So, I mean, I, you know, that's part of the conversation. But the bottom line is those guys were in places to make plays, and they didn't make them.
3: By the way, I made a mistake, besides calling him, not calling him by the right name. Buki is actually leading the team in missed tackles with seven. And Ooh. that's a lot uh, for three games. Plano thinks he should be off the field. Curtis Bolton has is second with four missed tackles. Now, Curtis Bolton also has more tackles than anybody else on the team.
2: Well, did, well, you you see, did, did you see who had the worst tackling grade against Iowa State? It was Ryan Jones. Yeah. Weird. I don't really remember him being on the field enough to make that grade.
3: His overall tackling grade for three games is in red. I mean, the only people that are worse are Trey Norwood. And I don't even know why Jordan Kelly would be on here, but he is. Um, Yeah, Trey Norwood and Ryan Jones, the worst two tacklers on the team, according to
0: Pro Football Focus grading. those, Those are just numbers to some, though.
4: You you start to see Justin Broyles on the field a lot more, even when it looked like it was going to be a running situ- uh, situation on Saturday. And
3: here's the thing too, like, and here's what I noticed inside the numbers. I sent you guys some stats yesterday. Parnell Motley has been targeted more than any other player on the field, eighteen targets. Uh. So, he's had more chances to screw up than anybody else. But when you look at the numbers, actually, Trey Brown is doing a worse job at defending receivers. And these numbers are hard to say because, you know, sometimes, like, Trey Brown is rated the highest. Well, that may be because he played against Florida Atlantic and had some of those deep shots that Robinson didn't connect on uh, and may have had a receiver behind him or something like that. But it's just we're trying to kind of piece together where this defense is going wrong. Uh, and we have some numbers to talk about. But clearly, I think the thing that stands out more than anything is uh, Trey Norwood's really bad at tackling in, in the secondary. He's, he's even worse than Parnell Mo- Like, Parnell Mo- everybody is so down on him. But really, you take his day against Iowa State, the number of times that he was targeted, compared to everybody else on the field, he was one of the better overall Players on the day Plus he had the interception Which nobody else is You know Getting to turn Buki's been close But he still hasn't done
0: it yeah, They still they're Parnell Motley Is not my is biggest still, concern
3: On this defense
0: Defense is still Trying to Find a way To create turnovers And I think that That's kind of An interesting fact Going into uh, You know Obviously league play When You're gonna have to Force turnovers At some point And uh, You know I, I thought it I was, don't think you can say shit
3: About the pressure though I mean
0: we put that it's list up there. It's been better. They have yeah. 50 total but pressures. But to, at some point, you have to get home. Georgia you have has to make 15, the play. But well, they and, are. And
3: I mean, Iowa State... Oklahoma State's in the country in People get pissed off Saks. about this because they're being stupid. But Iowa State, Max protected all that game. They're active. I was I was driving back from practice last night listening to Al's show. And they are talking about, Max Stoops needs to blitz more. He blitzed his ass off against Iowa State. I they think just that, picked it up.
0: I, I think that people don't count a blitz <laughs> unless it's... He sacked him for a ten-yard loss. Exactly, and they're doing delayed (laughs)
3: blitzes this year. I mean, they're doing a lot of corner blitzes, safety blitzes. They're doing a lot of creative stuff.
0: Like I, I think that there's still people that live in this world that think you're not playing great defense unless you're holding a team to under 50 total yards and you have five turnovers and you're just completely dominating and suffocating somebody. You know
3: where a lot of these missed tackles are coming from too—the backups. It's like, In the, Buki oh, and, and Curtis Bolton are bad, but some of the guys with missed tackles, I mean, just go to, like Miguel Edwards, uh, Jordan Kelly, Nick Benito, Deshaun White. It's not, Caleb Kelly has two missed tackles. He barely plays. In a way but, yeah I mean but yeah the tackling is bad I'm not trying to cover up no, This no. defense has some problems and, but,
0: but then again Don't you look get at it wrong you look at the fourth and what was it fourth and one or fourth and two and there was a a, a a threat on the board about it about the alignment and everything it took David Montgomery falling forward to pick up the first down I mm-hmm. mean if they, they almost had the guy in the backfield so I mean you can bitch and complain about the way that they set it up but it was pretty much the perfect play call for what they wanted to do. They just didn't make the play in the backfield. I don't know. I mean, Josh, are we are we just? Am I just being too big of a homer?
2: You know, guys, I, I don't. Say yes. This one is a weird game. Say yes. Because I there's f- kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Well, I don't even know where to follow that.
3: Um, Josh, do not. No, no. You speak your mind. Don't let any. The, st- the first
2: piece, the the thing it's that's iconic. getting overlooked in the pro football focus is everyone making a story about this Caleb Kelly redshirting the number three player on PFF is Brian Mead on Oklahoma's defense for the season he's got the third best defensive rating so clearly this was a meditated decision by Lincoln Riley and company no <laughs> that number just blows me up that that's one of those things that like but he's he's had 17 total snaps I no mean, I no no I know and that's one of those things that like where the numbers can lie a little bit I know people are like oh it, it's bull because you know, numbers are a lot, you know, like there are things that do make it look a little like odd. The, but I mean, but Jordan like he,
3: Kelly is six. He's had 12 snaps. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, that's like exactly. the guy that's hitting
0: 450 or for a baseball team snaps. that has 25 plate appearances over the season.
2: But for me, you know, guys, wouldn't you say that the, you know, Eddie's absolutely right. You've got to create turnovers. But to me, at some point, if Oklahoma can continue to make the pressure they're making with their front seven, the, the turnover Turnovers will come. Like I, I just believe that you're you're creating chaos. You're making quarterbacks make faster decisions than they want to make. You're making running backs have to change direction, do things you know where ball ball security can get loose. All these things that we're told are what create turnovers are happening for Oklahoma. The turnovers just aren't happening. And I think that's largely an anomaly. I, I think that's more of that that will come in time, and I think it will make Oklahoma's defense look better. The Iowa State game, like I said, I mean, you take out the two huge Hakeem Butler plays, that game's not very competitive. Oklahoma really, I mean, it wasn't like last year when Iowa State was moving the ball up and down the field and they were kind of, they were dictating to Oklahoma's defense what they were going to do. This year, it was two huge plays and then one nice drive. And that was really, that's what they had. And so I, I just, I think people, like I said, and I get it, everybody, Everybody is just was waiting for the shoe to drop. Right. And then, as soon as that first play happened with Butler, well, here we go. Like, th- yeah. this is it. Now we're pissed again. I said this, I, I said this I it.
3: on the board. It's like some people just, they really like being in toxic relationships. And I gave a link to 13, re, 13, uh, whatever. 13, 13 ways
0: that you're in a toxic yeah, relationship. Yeah, 13 ways to tell a, you're in a, 13 a toxic 13 telltale signs. Yes,
3: exactly. But like, it's, a lot of people were waiting, and Bob said this in his post-game story, they were waiting for the other shoe to drop. And now that it's dropped, it's like it's their chance to pounce. And I had this argument with my text group the other day because they I could tell they have been on Sooner Scoop all day because last night, all of a sudden, I started getting all these hateful Mike Stoops texts. And uh, I said, you've been on the Scoop all day, haven't you? And he's like, you bet your ass I have been. <laughs> and and i said look i understand you want mike stoops fired right now i understand that you're you're upset but think think this through like he has to play a big 12 schedule before lincoln riley can definitively say this is or is not working like so you're driving yourself crazy right now demanding that mike stoops be fired
0: and i would still say what are we doing here i mean we're talking about People are bitching that they didn't win by enough is basically They won what by comes 10 on the to. road
3: to a team that beat them a year ago And they still went to the, on the road football playoff
0: you won, it, you won by double digits on the road if you, At the beginning of the season If you would have pulled OU fans and said You're going to beat Iowa State by double digits on the road Do you take it right now? Absolutely. There's 95% of the people and we're out not there that even, would say yes. we're not even sitting here being like, oh, you guys
3: watch. Iowa and State, I, I, they're going to be really good. They're better than you think. We're not saying that I'm at all. I'm not saying that
0: at all. I think they're a 6-7 win team. Yeah. And I'm not even saying that they, that oh, OU played well defensively. They played and good. And I'm not
3: saying that Hakeem Butler is a surefire first-round draft pick either. I think I think. Yeah, they I, I, made I, him look like a superstar, and I'm not sure he is one. I would pump the brakes on the uh, idea that
0: Hakeem is... The old Some guard has of, been pumping that, by the way. Like, yeah, I let's let's pump the brakes on that. Maybe <laughs> watch a little bit more football over the weekend.
2: But yeah, watch the Iowa game and then come back to me that Hakeem Butler's a star. He only, had like four drops against Iowa.
0: That's the other thing too. Is is the idea that well, Iowa State only scored three points against Iowa, so they should score X amount of points against Oklahoma. It's that's not the way that college football works. Nobody
3: wants to talk about the fact that. David Montgomery only rushed for eighty two yards either. That
2: that doesn't count. That's
0: <laughs> that doesn't count to some people.
2: And you know who is a big time NFL guy? David Montgomery.
0: Yes. Absolutely. So that, you and know, that's, that, why, that's why I think, you know, going into this week, if everybody's if there's one thing this defense has shown, it's they can stop the run a little bit. That's yeah. why I think it could get really out of hand on Saturday.
2: Which guys, to me, you know, we're talking about it's it's a tough thing because I get it from the fans' perspective. They've been burned so many times with this defense that I understand like there is there's a shell shock to it. Like, oh, this is this has happened again, we bought in again, and here we go again. Like so I kinda understand it, but the problems from the Iowa State game did not feel like the problems we saw last year. I mean, right. maybe, you know, again maybe you go to the Oklahoma state game where they did give up a lot of big plays. And so there, there's something to be said to that, but this was, this was tackling. If, if you get, if Oklahoma tackles reasonably well, they win that game by 20 points.
0: Right. And I also think that it's one of those situations too, that, you know, and, and this is 100% an excuse. I don't want anybody to, to think it differently, <laughs> but it was the first road game. And I think that, you know, you wondered where leadership was going to come from, and not necessarily that they were lacking on Saturday, but I did think it was important to note that, you know, they're, you're going to go through ups and downs in a season, I feel like. And you kind of saw that on Saturday, just in that uh, maybe the intensity or the passion for the way that they tackled in the first two games. It definitely wasn't there on no. Saturday. The, the rallying the to urgency, the ball, yeah. the urgency, the uh, gang tackling, you didn't see that on Saturday and until the fourth quarter. You saw a little bit of it in until the they quarter. absolutely had yeah. to have it. And in the fourth it quarter, it was how a many lackadaisical they give effort. They yeah. gave up three points in the fourth yeah. quarter. So uh, when they needed stops, they came up with stops, and I think that that's a good sign. But you have every right to be pissed off about the way they tackled. I mean, that was bullshit. Here's here's where it sits
3: with me. And Josh mentioned you know the the defensive grading from Pro Football Focus just going down the list, ignoring Brian Mead and Jordan Kelly being in the top ten. Uh, Neville Gallimore, very big bright spot for you on defense so far this year. Curtis Bolton, with the exception of the poor tackling. Amani Bledsoe's been good. Uh, Parnell Motley, everything except tackling has been great for him. Uh, Mark Jackson, everything across the board has been really good with him. Uh, I don't think anybody ever thought that they would get this solid a play from their Jack linebacker after all the Addison Gums panic happened. And I think so. Do
2: you think even OU is surprised by how well this has gone? Absolutely. Okay. And
3: then Kenneth Mann has been solid. I mean, you have a lot of good things. Now, I I, I think Trey Norwood is a little bit of a mirage. I mean, Like, he gets a pass all the time, mm. but his size is a problem. And this is my biggest issue. I mean, he's
0: taller than Trey Brown. But he's he's, he's skinnier. Thin. He's skinnier than. Trey, oh, that's. Though. Oh, I see what you mean. He might okay. be skinnier than Bob. I was saying something. It it is interesting that Parnell Bob, Motley can you move is your the. your microphone? I can't see. Parnell uh, Motley's the kind of the scapegoat when <laughs> you look at Trey Norwood. I mean, he he's the one that got juked out of his shoes. He's the one that missed a lot of tackles on Saturday. Josh, no, because you do not seem like you get that you,
2: Motley made plays. Motley in the first half made a lot of nice plays. I heard and a little
3: groan when I br- I mentioned Trey Norwood. Was that a good groan?
0: Like you or like you agree with me or disagree with me on Trey Norwood?
2: No, I'm team Trey Brown. Trey Brown should be starting for this team. Like I, uh, I don't.
0: and that gets go go ahead, Josh, but that kind of gets me into a tangent that I'm ready to go on about you know, the reason that Trey Brown supposedly didn't play on Saturday is because he had a bad week of practice. I think that kind of that that mentality. I think That's your practice. I think it's f- stupid. <laughs> the guys like that's the way I mean, it's always been.
3: But I think that is so stupid. But you have to look. I'm not trying to be football guy here, but you have to hold a team to a standard. That's like right. saying if somebody didn't come to practice, they could still play because you would lose the team eventually. But well, do you not lose
2: the team when you don't play your best players? Right. That's that's the way I well, look at maybe it. Maybe Trey Brown needs to just practice a little bit harder. <laughs> Football guy. You need to put him on uh, the field.
0: Sorry, Josh.
2: No, no, you're no, you're fine. Like I, I just I, I'm with you guys. Like, I don't understand how Norwood always just seems like he gets a pass. Like this Mr. Consistency thing, yeah, he's consistently okay. Like, I mean, then that's fine if that's all you need and that's all that you have. But in Trey Brown, I mean I, guys, I, I know you guys have talked to Kerry Cooks and everybody else. That's the guy that has maybe more ceiling than anybody else in Oklahoma secondary.
3: Here's like, here's okay. So here's some numbers, and this is getting a little numbery. It, it, but it's three games, and you can say, well, the the stats don't tell all the story. They do tell some story. The Parnell Motley, he's been targeted 18 times this year. I've already said that 13 times in the Iowa State game. That's how much they went after him. So. 18 times, he's given up 10 receptions on those 18 targets. So half the time, he's he's defending. On the other half, they're catching the ball. Uh, Trey Brown, he's been targeted the second most of anybody in the secondary. 11 times, he's only given up five receptions. So he's better than 50%. He's 45.5. And that's the best receiving percentage on the team in the defensive back, from the corners. Of guys that play a lot. Like Trey Norwood, this is not good. He's been targeted six times. He's given up four receptions. So two-thirds of the time, Trey Norwood is giving up a pass when he's asked to defend somebody. That's bad. I don't care
0: what... I wonder what the longest play he's given up this year is. I feel oh, like I can he tell keeps, you. He keeps a lot of stuff in front of him, just yep, based off my memory. That, he's given up... Uh, Unless he gets juked. I would, I would say it's not any more than 15 yards.
3: 47 total yards. Uh, 25 is the longest pass okay. he's given up. Yeah, I so think that was in the UCLA game So
4: you're looking at an okay. average of 12. If you're looking yep. at 47 yeah. yards yeah. on four catches. You're Whereas at Parnell
3: Motley's giving up...
4: The Butler thing's going
3: to skew, skew that. His longest is 57 but he's given up. He's given up 21 yards per reception. Trey Brown's given up 14 per reception. Norwood's given up 11.8 perception.
2: So you know, and that's one of those things you get into it. Are they not going at Norwood because his coverage is good? Like I mean that 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 that's what kind of comes to the back of my mind because if he was that easy to go at, why wouldn't you go at him more? Or school's just not aware of it yet.
4: I think the other thing you see, Motley very much more eager to be man-to-man and right up on someone's face where Trey, Trey Norwood doesn't have a problem kind of scooting back 5, 10 yards to give that little cushion.
3: By the way, Brennan Radley-House, I'm sure people are screaming, what is his? Nine targets, five receptions given up. So he's the same as Motley, both 55.6. He, he gives up 8.4 yards per reception. So that's the lowest.
2: Yeah, but he's also playing usually against a different kind exactly. of exactly route, right? like, shorter he, routes. Yeah, yeah.
3: So I mean, I, yeah, know, but I'm all I'm on the Trey Brown train. I'm still
0: there. I just yep. don't understand how he doesn't get on the field on Saturday.
4: He just would get in on dime. That's it. They did. They wanted They go to dime a lot more than I than I thought they would. The last, it doesn't make sense. The 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 last did couple you guys? Weeks.
2: Did you guys think it was interesting when they brought him in on dime and they ran that? And I, I talked about it in the idiot that Trey goes to they, corner where they had Nor- yeah, that Brown or to Brown corner and Norwood tries. blitzed up the yes, middle. Yes, yes. Like if anything, I'm flipping those roles. Like I, right. I, I mean, because Br- Trey Brown, if he's shown me anything, he might be the best tackler in the secondary.
0: Which again, they're going to need that just, this weekend. Yeah, I
3: mean, yeah. This is going to be yeah. a huge test. For this well,
2: you're talking about Norwood size. Think about Brown just holding up against a receiver trying to block him.
3: But it's not just Norwood; everybody is small in the secondary part. Oh, Motley it's small. it's a bunch of
4: corners. Yeah, Buki small. That's what that's Justin what Kerry Boyle wants. wants small. Kerry wants the quick twitch guys, and well, that's fine and, and for and Big o- Twelve play. But schedule, they're playing
3: Army ninety percent of the time. Yeah, I mean this is not.
4: He's done with PJ and banosaurs. He doesn't want six, uh, six two physical.
0: That, that doesn't shouldn't be anything. an indictment on 6'2", guys. Yeah, P.J. I know. Bannisort Alabama
3: has a, doesn't have a problem finding
2: those guys. Yeah. I say, he'd take Minka Fitzpatrick and Patrick Peterson if he <laughs> gets get his hands on them. Yeah, so, I, think they, I
0: think that's more of a, I haven't been able to recruit these guys <laughs> more so than, yeah. I don't like their size.
3: Well, I mean, it's not like uh, the O'Neal kid, the safety. I mean, they would have loved to have had him. Uh, mm-hmm. Who's the... Oh, Leon O'Neal. Leon O'Neal, who's the other kid that went to A&M. Yeah. Um,
2: Mm, safety
3: well in that class? Or he was probably a corner i'm trying to think and, and in ni- well, the 19 kid. Kid i'm thinking there. 19 kids
4: and, oh are you talking about yeah you have like, young eric smith young, eric smith yeah, young and maybe. eric and young, carter
2: jeff carter yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. brian williams the safety that ain't. i mean a&m's obviously like oklahoma having a heck of a class
3: so yeah i mean they've got a bunch of small guys in, in the second i mean that's it's like, don't be surprised when you go out there Saturday, and these guys are struggling to bring down these, you know, running backs.
0: They're gonna have to do it by gang tackling. Yes. I mean, you're gonna have to have some type of passion to play with. At some
3: point, you're gonna feel like you're watching calf roping at a radio at a rodeo. But at the Maybe same time, the only there's one no that grew reason. Up doing
0: that. There's no reason. I grew up in the city. Uh, there's no reason that. <laughs> Chicago, yeah. There's no reason that they shouldn't be able to tack these, tackle these guys, though. I mean, we're talking about you know, white fullbacks. They should be able to be brought down. Not everybody on the Army's team is white. Mainly
2: it, the Lions. Is it racist?
0: Eh, somewhat. <laughs> but it's okay. Your quarterback you, you can is say black. It. I don't know if I believe you.
3: <laughs> okay, now it's a racist segment.
0: Oh, God.
3: Um, Forget it. Uh. How about uh, I mean? How about I read this- a sponsorship and just we <laughs> clean our palate? That's fine. Guys, I want to tell you about uh, one of our great partners, SeatGeek. Uh, getting tickets online can be really complicated. You guys know this. Uh, you have hundreds of sites out there. Uh, you don't know who you can rely on. You wonder if you buy this ticket and I take it to the gate, is it going to be a legitimate ticket? Well, that's why. We want our guys, uh, all our listeners, to go to SeatGeek because uh, they put millions of tickets into one place so you can easily find the seats you want for a price you're willing to pay, and it's something that you can trust. SeatGeek is a major company. They sponsor uh, podcasts all over the country, uh, and there's nothing quite like knowing that that ticket on your phone, in your hand, is going to be taken when you get to the gate. So uh, we want you guys to go... Download the app, because uh, we got a, a special offer f- for all of our listeners. You get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app, enter the promo code SCOOP today. That's promo code SCOOP, and you'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. So SeatGeek.com, you know you can trust them. Great sponsor of the podcast, making it happen for us. SeatGeek, life's an event, and we have the tickets. All right, um, we've cleaned our pallet. Eddie learned uh, a lot about hair this week. I did. What's your deal with hair? I,
1: I don't you really just have celebrate a it. celebrate
3: it? Or is I, this like a, a way for you to terrorize Jason Kersey?
0: It might be a way to terrorize Jason Kersey. I don't know. It's just kind of a little bit we're doing here.
3: <laughs> that wasn't a bad tweet last night. So, Grant Calcaterra came in on Monday. I mean,
0: the offense is doing really well, though. And hair? Well, just on the field and in here, Grant Calcaterra not so much. He was no. our, he was our stock down in the post game show. I but as you a can whole, tell, I mean, like, we, just, we talked about you the defense. Let's talk about the offense with Calcaterra.
3: Like you know, it's bothering him a little bit. He's not catching the ball more. He's not more involved. I brought up the red zone. He was like, "Yeah, we had a couple chances. You know, we've had a couple plays ready for that, but it just hasn't worked out." But yeah. I mean, hell. hell
0: you're throwing the ball. One was a miss by Kyler Murray.
3: He had 30 times wide a open. game. Most of them are going to C.D. Lamb and Marquise Brown. Like they've just got to find a way to fit him into the off- offense.
0: I think it'll. I think it'll come. I'm not. I'm not overly worried about Grant yeah. Capers' place in this offense. I agree. Because I mean, even if even they hit him early for the for the long uh, pass play and the touch uh, not touchdown but the fumble the fumble. He came out after that. I mean, you put the ball on the ground, you're not going to play. You're going to get snaps taken away, and I think that they're perfectly fine with putting Lee Morris out there. Is she calling for Abdul Adams part two? Not necessarily.
4: No, but, I mean, the offense is humming so well, just because Grant's not playing well doesn't mean that it hasn't affected the offense. Right. This is like claiming, like, why isn't the backup middle linebacker coming into the game? Does it matter if everything's... Going just fine.
3: You get a lot of those Caleb que- Kelly questions too, huh? <laughs> no, but uh, look, you've got Lee Morris. He's a good player. Uh, you know, he they, he said it the other day. He said, "I played as many snaps as I would have, even if I didn't fumble it." So it's not like he's he's disappointed in his playing time. I just think, like all people, it's natural. You want to catch more passes. Yeah,
0: he wants the ball.
3: He had one in the back of the end zone that got ripped out from him. You don't grow that beautiful hair for nothing. That's right. You want the glory. That's right. Uh, although we do now have a competition, a hair competition. Do you want to say who I the even,
0: other... I don't even know if it's a competition. Do you want
3: to say who the other... Uh, Dylan com-
0: Fahmatu? No, you missed Dylan it. Dylan You missed it. Fahmatau. No. Fahmatu. I don't know. Fahmatu? Full of F-bombs today, Eddie.
3: I'll I'll let Dylan tell you. How about that? Hold on, maybe. Cybert <laughs> <laughs> See, here's here's Dylan. Fa matu. When you grow up, I with know the Mike na- knows the name, but do you want to say the last name for everybody? Just-
2: oh, it's a uh, fa
0: Fa-ma-ta-u. Fa-ma-ta-u. It's famatau. 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 When you grow up with the name of Radosvich, you have no respect for anybody else's name. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotten pronounced, See, mispronounced for so long.
2: You know that that's where Eddie and I differ because because I have a no, let's just do call it a, a f- up last name. I have Is that I've Josh. Always, Josh. Be, it's Josh. I've that. always tried Welcome. to be reasonable about getting people's names right because I've heard mine screwed up so many damn times. Especially that, by Al
3: Ashback. Huh? Especially by Al Ashback whenever you go on.
2: Oh, th- there's <laughs> like one in every 30 radio hosts gets within, you know, a vague idea. They, they might get one of the uh, syllables right. But um, it's it's bad. But that th- So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. I, I guessed wrong last week, though, and I've talked to Dylan through the recruiting process i thought i had it but i guess i didn't have it right so you know whatever
0: i like that kid that was a real we'll have that interview up on the board today that was a extremely good interview for somebody that i didn't i was a little bit leery on uh if he was going to be good or not in the interview room i thought that was some pretty good stuff that he had to talk about just as far as actually being a a big rotation player I, i i was gonna say a big piece but i mean he's he's a important part of this defense well he's been banged up too which is uh
3: you know one of the reasons he didn't have a lot of snaps uh against iowa state and that probably hurt him but like we said and like lincoln riley said that's defensive line no problems there don't have any issues
4: well he's vital until q gets back i mean him him and q will... i
3: even think when q gets back like who gives a
4: shit well really? Q. no he's good at stopping the run i is mean he? Yes, Q Overton can stop the run. What he, evidence do you have? He can't do crap against the pass, and that's why Gallimore always comes comes in. But Dylan and Q will take turns going up against the run.
0: I want to see some more this evidence. This might be a uh, statement based largely on size. On, but let me, I'd let me cue with, you up. I'd rather,
2: Eddie I'd rather go with Dylan. I would too. We're, if
0: we're going with.
3: I'm definitely all in two. over Dylan Matu,
0: But I, I would say, in the same breath, I would say Overton's probably... He gets shit on more just because of his size, but he makes a lot of plays, if that makes sense. Dylan
3: Overton, or or Q Overton, makes a lot of plays. Yeah. I guess I've watched a different football game. Oh, uh, it's
2: Fahmatu. Uh, <laughs> I guess I would say... I don't know that he makes plays, but he's not going to put you in a bad spot. He's, right. He's an unsung hero. Like, he, he's just going to be a steady guy that doesn't screw a lot up.
0: There you go. I'd, I'd agree with that. He's this. I don't know what that is. It's a bookend.
3: Just sits there <laughs> and does nothing.
0: Oh, wow, this feels personal.
3: You
4: need...
0: I just to want to you know, know where, where, where G G when Marquise Tell, okay, Overton
3: I, made all these plays I'm just, that you're talking
2: about. Yeah, he's not gonna mess it up and this. he's good in the run game. Did Q get in a fight with Creed at practice <laughs> No. He did, didn't he? I didn't, <laughs> no, damn Creed it didn't. came home and I just this is <laughs> the mountain that i have about. This put his book bag down on the couch, talk to dad about the problems. What's wrong, son? Well, they made me
3: starter today, but this is the mountain that I've decided to die on. I, mean, I, mean, I, think that he's,
0: I think he's better. Well, you had to get off the Marcellus Sutton mountain because he's playing and looking good. But really, I mean, you're the one that shit on him at the beginning of the
3: season. I still don't think he's the number two back. Even the I didn't. I don't think he's the number three back on this team. That's crazy. I want to see TJ play like. Do you really think like he's gonna be the backup for the rest of the season? Yes. Like TJ Pledger's not gonna overtake him at some point?
4: No. I kept asking crazy. him about Brooks. I want to see you Kennedy that,
0: more. You think that's crazy, Josh?
2: I think I I think that it's crazy that uh he wouldn't or that Pledger wouldn't pass Sutton. Right. Sutton I, is Roy I, Finch, me. I don't, to I don't me. know what people watch with Sutton. I don't know what gets everybody so excited other than he's little and he's got quick feet.
0: Maybe that's what it is. I I don't know. I then where where are all these carries going to come from, Pledger? I would think that they would wanted to to get him out there yeah. early. Well, they just they obviously did not want to play. We talked about this in the post game pod.
3: Yeah. By me... the way, um, go go subscribe if you're not to the uh, post game pod. It's just the Oklahoma Sooners post game. Search it out. iTunes, Google, Stitcher. Uh, but the Eskridge-Lexus uh, post-game show that we're doing. Uh, I noticed... I want to say something about that, too, real quick. Like, it's not like radio. Podcasts are not like radio. Uh, the last review we got, some dude said, we need change the name because he didn't get it till Sunday. Look, most sun, most of the time... You need to treat the post game podcast like you're going to get it on Sunday morning because I upload that thing at two a.m. and it was after a long day. But that's how the post game podcast. It's still about the about the game, so it's a post game. I don't care if it's on Saturday or Sunday. Start calling it the hangover,
4: and it will be Sunday this week for that's sure. Be a bad name,
3: Oklahoma Sooners
0: hangover. That would that would indicate a lot of losses. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> Well, either or. I, I just it's gonna be interesting. I, I the, the running back rotation now with Rodney Anderson and his situation is is extremely interesting because I I think Sermon's obviously your number one. Uh and you can make an argument for any three of those guys. I mean I maybe they can try Q Overton. Well
4: what go far. Now what what you saw Saturday, the freshman didn't make a difference at all outside of Buki. Only six played and I mean yeah. T. Te- you know, Pledger even had, Ronnie Perkins barely yeah, played. Yeah, Perkins barely played. Pledger had one snap. They weren't putting those guys in that environment just Drake yet. Drake
3: Stoops didn't play. Conspiracy? Uh, did Jalen uh, Jalen Robinson, Robinson
4: Braden Willis played? But you have to look very, very hard to yeah. find them.
3: It's by the way that was something. Josh, how surprised are you that Jalen Robinson is on the traveling team, but JaQuelin Crawford is
2: not? Stunned. Stunned. I. I and I. I think there's something to be said for Crawford. Spent a lot of time doing a lot of hybrid stuff um, at Rockdale. You know, I mean, they obviously took him all the way to state championship and all that kind. You know, that's that's great. But he was a, you know, he did a lot of wildcat for them. He did a lot of different stuff that wasn't just pure route running receiver kind of play. So I think. There's something to be said that he was a little unrefined. He was going to have to learn his way. For me, it's more surprising that Jalen Robinson has hit the ground running so fast. I mean, coming from a small private school, hadn't really played elite competition. You know, there, there. I thought there was going to be a step up for him. But the things that I thought would work for him is not really what he's having success with. I mean, he's been good in run blocking. He's done all the little things that I thought it would take time for him to get a grasp of.
4: Yeah, for those wondering, the five freshmen played all three games so far: Pledger, Willis, Jalen, Perkins, and Buki. That's it.
0: Uh, unless something changes, I would I would think that Jaquelin Crawford is headed for a redshirt year.
4: Yeah, and that yeah. and that's what Lincoln said when I asked about it a couple Wednesdays. He said it just looks like he's probably more suited for red a redshirt season. So I'm not too surprised. Little surprised you don't really even see him like even out there. But it does sound like he's definitely headed that way. You,
2: you know what's gonna happen. They're gonna put him on the field against Army. He's gonna score a long touchdown because he's fast. And everybody's gonna be like, he's gotta play every day, you know, like they're gonna want him out there. And he's just not ready, but he can still run by anybody.
3: You know what I mean? I I think about the I don't even know what my I lost my train of thought. It's terrible. Was it good? No, it was something I was pulling up. Pro football focus because I want to look at offensive stats. I know what I was gonna talk about is you mentioned about his blocking, and that's one of the things like when you watch CeeDee Lamb and Marquise Brown, they block their asses off. Look at the Miles Ts touchdown right before yeah, halftime. Exactly. And the other thing, like Marquise Brown, that Iowa State game probably best illustrated how far he's come as just a receiver. He's not just a run down the field deep guy anymore. He's finally showing us some other stuff.
4: Yeah, he had three crucial third down conversions going down middle of the field, not just use not just using speed, become a much better blocker. For sure. He's making himself an all around. They're threat.
3: Letting him they're giving him some short passes, letting him get some yards after the catch. I mean, that was the first big pass play.
0: Yeah. And well, I guess this this would be a good time to bring up a guy that we haven't talked about yet on the podcast. And I'll be the first to admit Kyler Murray's been I don't know about a ton better than I thought he was gonna be. But he's been and, and we Carrie, we talked about it a lot during the postgame podcast. That performance on Saturday, uh, up in Ames, that was that's what Baker Mayfield did a, a season ago, as far as every time that they needed an answer, you turned to Kyler Murray and he either did it with his legs or he did it with his arm.
3: Yeah, I mean, it was really impressive. And, you know, he does things differently with his legs. A lot differently. But I And you can see, like, Lincoln is he, he like... He even
0: stays in the pocket more than Baker did.
3: Yeah, I mean, you got to give Baker credit his senior year. He really just was a pocket quarterback. Yeah, and I think he was doing that probably just to show the NFL, uh, you know, I can make all the plays out of the pocket. But it is kind of interesting that Lincoln was willing to use... Kyler as a runner as much as because I think everybody's like, well, we're going to be smart. We're going to, you know, we don't want to do anything to get him hurt. But I think the fact that Kyler is so good at getting down. He's not reckless when he runs. Yeah, he's not that looking allows, to make contact with That anybody. allows Lincoln to say, okay, let's let's run him some.
0: Josh, have you been surprised though how much they used him and especially with called runs? Uh, I, I thought that that was something that was going to be interesting and, you know, particularly when uh, Anderson went down. Was the next question? Was who was going to be the the guy in the OU backfield as far as running backs? But I mean, when was the last time I heard Al ask somebody on Monday about this? when Was the last time an OU quarterback led the team in rushing in three straight games?
2: Wow, maybe Steve Collins. Carry? I have no idea
0: off the top of my head. Like I'm,
2: I'm trying to think about. I don't know. I, mean, I
0: asked it, the question. I don't know the answer.
2: Yeah, no, uh, but you know, it does surprise me. Uh, I think you guys. I mean, you know how I love the run game. That counter tray where it's a direct, it's a clear run for Kyler. That's amazing. Like, I mean, because that's just, you know, because they talk about it all the time when when they get into you know the the run spread and all that stuff. Well, when the quarterback keeps the ball, the defense is at a you know, or the offense is no longer at the numeric disadvantage. You know, they they get to they get to put a hat on a hat kind of thing, and that is with Kyler. It almost answers your question, because with Trey Sermon, he can do a lot of the things Rodney Anderson can do. He can't be the home run back that Rodney Anderson is. He's not going to turn a 15-yarder into a 70-yarder. Kyler Murray can. So you almost get that little piece you need of Rodney from your quarterback if you can use him properly and not overuse it, not ring that bell too many times, because let's just face it. I mean, I mean, you know, we know what we're talking about here. This is a quarterback that's a smaller guy, you can't put him in harm's way over and over again. No matter how good he is, at generally staying out of harm's way. Eventually, he's going to take a big hit, and that, that you just can't avoid that. So, I, I think as long as Oklahoma is really smart with it, I love that call where they've got you know Trey Sermon out there lead blocking for Kyler Murray. That's genius. And if the offensive line can kind of clean up some of their issues, and I think. I think that people have kind of asked me: Are you, you concerned about where the O line is? I'm not. I think it's going to be fine. I think it looks a lot like la- people forget. Early last year, they had some struggles. They were still kind of putting it all together, and that was a unit that returned almost completely intact. So you know. Oh, sorry. Get to the fridge. Fine. Grab You're yourself done talking. a native <laughs> amber F five IPA or any of the great Coop Ale Works beers. Because it's time to make a toast to this week's Player to Watch. All right. Uh,
3: it is our Coupel Works Player to Watch. And uh L Works, fine sponsor, not only this podcast, uh, but also our post-game podcast. Very sad that we didn't have uh, any uh, native Ambers or horny-toed blondes with us this weekend in Ames. Uh, but Coop Bellworks, uh nine years, uh, they've been a craft brewery in Oklahoma City. they got seven year-round beers and four seasonals. Uh, so make sure to stock up your tailgate with some of Coop's F5 IPA or uh, my favorite, the Horny Toad Blonde, uh, before the Army game this weekend. It's 6 o'clock, so thank God you can actually go out and tailgate, uh, go get that Coop Aleworks, and uh, take a picture and send us a, a tweet about it. and uh, We'll uh, retweet it for you. A lot of people doing that. Appreciate you doing that. Uh, Josh, you you led me into wanting to throw this out there because you were talking about the offensive line. We're talking about players to watch. I'm going to bring up something that we haven't talked about yet, and that's the fact that Bill Bedenbaugh came out and said definitively, definitively, that Creed Humphrey is now the starting center. It's not because he, you know, he could be my son. That's not why I'm bringing him up. I just think that this offensive line has really not gelled over the first three games. And I think this is a direct result of that. Like, We need to go ahead and name a guy and bring some continuity to this offensive line. And this is a great week for them to really kind of come together, establish the run. So uh, I'm making Creed Humphrey my Coop Works player to watch. Eddie, feel free to chime
0: in with yours. I thought it was interesting the way that Bill Beatembo announced it. It's like, so you guys have a decision he's like oh yeah it happened it happened yeah, it happened today it happened today we were like what happened everybody was today? like
3: uh so it's
0: Creed? <laughs> he's like yep uh yeah it
3: wasn't really like that hard to deduce i'm going to go
0: with i'm going to go with Curtis bolton this week you've stolen that Bob's the guy that you well, I mean it, it makes sense though because I think that, you know, obviously the linebackers and I asked Where Kenneth did God, Murray two on... God you share a brain on these things. Must be the Cubs thing. Uh the kick me out of
3: out of making Kyler Murray the player of the game in the post game for Cybert. Well,
0: cuz Cybert, I mean, he's the captain. Uh but Bolton should be able to make a lot of tackles this week. Triple option game. Uh I I joked with Kenneth Murray on uh, Monday that you know, this is the type of game a linebacker should come in the week of and think, "I could, I could set a school record for tackles in a game," and I had to look it up. But the uh, the number is twenty three. Jackie Ship in nineteen eighty one against Missouri. Mm. That's probably the most work Jackie Ship did in the last fifty years. Okay, in that game.
3: that's not true at all. He didn't stop recruiting until about like the last three years he was here.
0: Oh. We all know my opinion on him.
3: He's a great guy to deal with too. Oh, sure. No, he wasn't. Uh, Josh can attest to that. Josh, who are you going with for your coupel Works player get, or player to watch?
2: First, I want to thank you because I just knew Bob was. It, the, shit was going to roll downhill. Bob was going to take mine, and then I was going to have to. Everybody was going to be scrambling because of no, every Eddie singular took, choice. Eddie took
3: Bob, so I'm trying to give Bob a chance to regroup.
2: No, that's fine. That's fine. I'm going to go with Ryan Jones. I, I think when you really? look at how Oklahoma's going to have to align against Army, he's going to be on the field yeah, that's true. 75 80% of the time. That's just the way that's going to have to be. And you know, we talked about earlier in the podcast, he's had some tackling issues that I frankly didn't notice, so I, I'm going to have to kind of go back and look and see what I can find there. But I think he's been outstanding. I think this could be a game where you start to see him become a guy that Oklahoma's going to try to find ways to get him on the field just because he is a difference maker when he's out there.
3: By the way, I think you might have to go back to the UCLA game to find all, most of his issues because I know he did not have a particularly good game that day. Uh, okay, Bob. <laughs> Did he steal yours? Your no. Secondary, if you had your first and your no, second? stone? Nah, I just
4: ready for Bolton because he has to prove why Caleb Kelly can red shirt. He drops the interception. A lot for him to work on from he the did drop an from the the week before. But uh, hey. we'll go Amani Bledsoe. I thought you know he did play well Saturday against Cyclones, but this is another game where he should be one of the guys that really carries the load, and you're starting to see that that defensive line can play a lot of snaps and I think that's why Lincoln Riley brought them up right from the get go that those guys it wasn't a rotation on Saturday. Kenneth Man and Bledsoe played almost the entire freaking game and you're seeing how good they can be that they can keep it up. They don't they're not just, you know, one or two quarters. They can do this for all four quarters and this is a game where Bledsoe can do that once again.
3: All right, that's your Coop Bellworks uh, player to watch. And after much deliberation, uh, we will award Eddie as the winner with the best player to watch this week. All right.
0: It's the first time I've won. I got screwed.
3: Ever. I got
4: screwed. (laughs) Feels
0: good. Josh's was good. Do I give a speech? How about a
3: secondary uh, guy to watch for me? Ronnie Perkins. Didn't get to play a whole lot last week. Well, he
0: plays on the line. Second, <laughs> you said, you oh said secondary,
3: get it? A second, no. Get it, yeah.
0: get it. You're better than Dad. that, Eddie. <laughs> like a bad? joke. Did you like that?
3: No, I th- I think this could be a huge game for Ronnie Perkins. Didn't get to play a lot last week. Kind of, if he has a good week of practice, you got to think that they're going to give him some snaps being at home.
0: You would think so. You could would, have a really good game. Yeah, I would think that there's a lot of guys that play on uh, Saturday.
3: Unless they're going to move like... Could they play Caleb Kelly, at
4: strong side linebacker, for this game? He'd be down to one game left.
0: They're not redshirting him, and even if they do, I don't understand. I mean, do we want to get into that? Because I don't. Yeah, under- I'm. I'm all for that. I, don't, I actually I want don't to talk. I don't, about don't that. understand the idea that he would even want to stay around for two more years. For two more years. Yeah, I agree. Like,
3: look, if he's going to spend this year learning the position and take it over from Curtis Bolton, and he's figured it out he's probably going to have a pretty good year next year. Good enough to get drafted and get out of here. I just,
0: I don't know. I I mean, I would think that, I don't know where he is on his graduation track right now, but I would think that he probably graduates at the end of this year. I just, I, I, Unless I don't Unless we're still see just him.
3: overvaluing him because he's a five-star.
0: I think there's a little bit of that. I think that there's a little bit of, you know, a part of me that, that just doesn't want to give in to the idea that maybe he just doesn't, have that next instinct or that next level to be a great linebacker at the college level. But. Who's the last five-star,
3: Josh, you can think of that stayed for five years? R.J. Washington?
2: Yeah. Stephen yeah. Good did as well in that same class.
3: Stephen Good, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: Gerald McCoy left after his junior year after red-shirting.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trey Matoir definitely went early.
0: <laughs> He's still looking for a pencil, just running around He knows pen. You get no. I've been stayed five years, not like left in <laughs> disgrace after two. I don't know that no. that whole thing doesn't really doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. God, Caleb Kelly, I don't care
3: how much he's struggling to start. He does not belong in the same category as R.J. Washington and Stephen Good.
2: You, or it, I, I would hope not. You know what was crazy is when that happened. Everybody's like, oh, he must be in the doghouse. If there's any guy on the planet who's not in the doghouse, it's freaking Caleb Kelly.
0: The Dave, like that's the guy yeah. you build your and program And if you're in the around. doghouse, why would you why would you redshirt a guy to keep him around?
2: <laughs> that doesn't make sense to yeah. me. Yeah, because they, they weren't redshirting PJ and Bonasaur.
3: I
0: couldn't wait to get rid of him.
2: Yeah. I mean, you got the, the, the... We really come off
0: like we hate that kid. We don't hate him. I just think he was a shitty football player.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, like, he's always, like, our proof of this. Like, whatever this this guy did here, PJ and Bonasor was shittier. Like, whatever it was, like, Kim Bonasor is a lower rung of whatever asshole, we're talking so,
3: about. We just kind of are. You said awful yeah, things about Q Overton today.
0: I've learned to live with myself.
3: Uh, speaking of guys that uh, <clears throat> will be coming in soon that we can just talk. Crap on! Uh, we're going to Wichita tomorrow night, Thursday night. It's Wednesday we're recording the podcast. To see uh, Marcus Six. Thanks to uh, the good folks at Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City, gonna gear us up. Give us a—I don't know why—give us a brand new twenty nineteen ES to drive up there. Eddie, I
0: might let you drive it. I don't want to drive it. I don't know if I want that pressure.
4: But we cannot stand on the Wichita West sidelines.
3: It's 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 at Wichita West, and they told us that we can only stand on the visiting
0: team sideline. I'll be standing wherever I want to stand. Do they think we're going to show up like in pom poms or something?
2: Uh, well, I feel like Eddie's going to piss on the fifty of the West sideline.
0: <laughs> it's, it's just that's the most ridiculous <laughs> thing I've ever in the heard Gatorade. in my entire life. <laughs> there are probably people in this market that would go up there with pom poms and cheer on Marcus Hicks. Yeah, um, yeah, Josh, it, it would weird. Maybe commit a secondary violation. He was like
4: a, talking gosh. about. Rival.
0: (laughs) start a youtube channel about it and be a fake all right (laughs) i mean let's get to your terrorist list you want to because i have it
3: (laughs) you should see the (laughs) grin on his face all of a sudden number one no you gotta count up
0: count up (laughs) yeah number five five yes People that refer to Adrian Peterson as AP.
3: Okay. This is a good terrorist list.
0: I like this. Number four, I thought Osama this was gonna- bin Laden. <laughs> Number three, <laughs> Al-Qaeda. Okay. Two. Oh, God. God. Uh, two, I don't have a two. Number one, Terry, Mc- uh, Timothy McVeigh. Okay. I thought...
3: It was gonna get funny, but it just got dark. Got dark,
4: it got dark in a hurry. Well, terrorists it started are, really terrorists good, Eddie, funny. and then it went
2: weird. Honestly. Joel it went Austin's like, still like number it was, six, though. It was too sincere for you. Like those are real terrorists.
0: Yeah. Well, that it's a terrorist list, Josh. <laughs> Obviously.
3: But those is that it's just your top five terrorists. It's not
0: like your favorite terrorists. I don't have favorite terrorists. I'm talking <laughs> we're talking just top five in general.
2: Could number two be the mega the, the churches? I thought it was going to be like
3: TSA agents or something. No,
0: no, no. Maybe mega churches. How was
3: the how was the anal cavity search?
0: Uh, well, I went through the I went through the uh, TSA and I was getting my my computer out of my backpack and I actually had a guy, a TSA agent, come up to me and he just tapped the top of the uh, computer and he's like, "Have fun up in Lawrence." And I said, or, Ames. or I mean, in Ames. And I was like, "I appreciate it. Thank you."
3: Josh you'd be proud so he definitely of me listened. so so uh, Eddie got the rental car for the first time under his name uh we went from Des Moines to Ames I sat in the back seat
2: no and
3: uh I just let him drive me around but I I let I feel like I got to call you guys the boys I just let the boys figure it out for themselves like Eddie had to actually use cognitive reasoning and figure out where to park and I mean I didn't help him at all. It wasn't my first game. Yeah, but I, it, it was it was like watching John, two guys like I'm,
0: I'm 31, I know what to it do. It was like
3: watching two guys learn how to ride a bicycle.
0: I don't think it was anything close to that. I think you're giving yourself too much credit.
2: Yeah, okay, I've just Terry, done everything all the
3: time, and I—it I, was nice to see you kind of figure it out on your own. That's what I'm trying to say.
0: <laughs> all right. <laughs> <yeah>, I've <first
4: time. laughs> gone six seasons see, going to everything by m- myself. I, I should say Bobby <laughs> but was doing it by Bob, but I'm not talking. Bob is just while.
0: sitting there. He was no help at all. Like Ames is a it, Ames is a weird town to like get around. Yeah, it's kind of. I don't know. It was it's evident. Defi- it's definitely it was
3: evident weird. that you're having a a time a little bit, but everybody does.
2: This this feels. I know this feels for you like a big moment for them. Yes, it I is. I think I'm in proud reality, it's a big moment for you. No, I'm proud of them. I, no, I know. Th- no, 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 no. I know they're operating on their own. They, I don't know that they even need me anymore. I know, and I and I think that's the deal. I think you, Carrie, it's freedom you, you know, for you're me. A, you're a papa. You want to be needed. You like to be needed. No. Yeah. You do because you like to do all this shit. You're the only person I ever ride with that I ride with. Uh, any car I'm ever in, I drive.
3: I let you drive uh, when we went to St. Louis to see Ronnie Perkins and Michael
2: Thompson. That's true. That's true. That, and honestly, I mean, think of all the time. To- well, not all I the time, like we've ridden together a lot. Not certainly not like you and Eddie, but I've ridden with you enough, and you always drive, and that's fine. Like I don't care. I'm a but control freak. You are, and that's what I'm saying. like That's why I'm saying this is a big thing for you because you kind of. You let you let it go a little bit.
3: Yeah, there's truth to that. I'm, I'm proud of you, Eddie.
0: Thank you. I'm proud of myself.
3: You parked a car on your own and figured out where the parking lot was.
2: <laughs> you're groaned up and you're groaned up. you up and you're groaned up.
0: It's like I read a map. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: then it is a pain in the ass when you're pulling up Google and you're driving and no, trying to figure out should I go right or left here? What lane do I need to be on?
0: Just shitty setup in Ames. I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. I don't. I've never had a problem with Ames. I don't have a problem with Ames. It's just everything that. But it, it's just it's second. everyone it's hated very, it. It's very second class. Yeah, it kind of it's become that. It's way. like a minor league. It's like a minor league of, of uh, travel. The only thing
3: that's because like TCU is now they've got a little palace. Uh, Baylor's got a new place. It's, a, it's easy to get to. Like it used to be like Floyd Casey, you would go to that and you'd be like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. But now the place you go to and you go,
0: oh, this is terrible is Ames. Yeah. It's it just fallen behind. I mean, the, the no air conditioning and the press box is just ridiculous. K State is great. K State has the best press box in the. K State and Texas Tech are the two best press boxes in the Big in 12. In the league, yeah. I've been to Texas. OSU, so I don't know and OSU is not like. bad.
3: Oh, she's very nice. Never
0: been to Texas, obviously. But the whole idea of no air conditioning up there and then no water, that's just, that's absolutely ridiculous. And the whole not letting Bob Bowlesby have water, which I'm sure you were okay with. It was pretty funny. I wish I
3: would have been there. (laughs) Dylan had to tell me about it. Uh, Okay, so, Bob, we've got some basketball recruiting going on right now. A
4: lot of basketball. recruiting. And maybe
3: some shenanigans?
4: Uh, it's just uh, I don't know how to say this last name. I usually go YouTube. I put in their name, try to hear someone say it. Mm -hmm. No one has said it. I-W-U-
0: A-K-O-R. Eddie, give it a shot. I don't recognize basketball players that (laughs) haven't committed. Iwuka? Maybe.
4: (laughs) It could be. I don't know.
0: Iwuku.
4: (laughs) Iwuka. So just call him Victor. So he's down the OU in Texas Tech. He'll announce. By the time you put this up, he probably have already have announced.
3: But shit, why did I even bring this up then?
4: But it it will be interesting. The Sooners have felt confident for a long time. The Red Raiders were the last school to get the official visit. So we'll see how that goes down. Then tomorrow, Jalen Hill, four star wing from Vegas. He looks like He's an OU lock at this point. It's something that the yeah, seems like everything's
3: kind of been pointing his yes. in OU's direction for a while, right?
4: Yeah, so they're not really worried on, on that one. So you could start the week with one commit and end it with three, and then they've got a couple more kids coming in this weekend as they just keep bringing them in. And what you liked is that when they miss out, and a guy like Christian Braun goes to Kansas, Samuel Williamson goes to Louisville, they don't resort to two- or three-star guys. It's just another Rivals 150 kid. There's just been a ton of them that have shown up in Norman during the last month, and you're not going to get them all, so you're just slowly starting to cross them off the list and figure out which ones you are actually going uh, going to get. And I think they'll have three by the end of this week and still got a couple more. Six seniors, so there's a lot of scholarships they got to fill out. I think you got to keep one or two for a grad, a, uh, grad transfer, perhaps. For next year, but no doubt, Lon Kruger and staff done a great job during the last couple months.
3: Josh, uh, what's on tap for you in the recruiting world this weekend?
2: I'm going to go catch. Uh, actually, this is a one game week for me, which is kind of a rare deal. Uh, I am going to catch a game tomorrow night in Dallas. Going to go see Denton Ryan. Go to West Mesquite. Uh, Denton Ryan, obviously the the new home of Drew Sanders. Going to get to see him play. Kind of in a fullback tight end role, a little bit more like what OU I think currently has him eyed for. But he's also doing some nice work at linebacker, which I know is hasn't been thrown out as a possibility for him. Um, just a, a freaky athlete. Just kind of want to go watch him play. Last year when I saw him live, um, one game was really pretty much over by halftime, and the other game he was a little nicked up. So I just I really haven't seen him at full go. So I'm kind of anxious to get a look tomorrow, and then Friday. I'll be making my way back to Oklahoma as you guys leave the state uh, to um, take part in a wedding. So it, it's wedding season for Josh.
3: My God, I thought that part of your life was over.
2: Well, it, it's it's Tiffany's little sister is getting married, oh and Lainey will be a flower girl. Oh, so, my God. Yes, we're very excited Pressure's about
3: on. That. Has she been like just walking around the house, just throwing flowers everywhere and practicing?
2: I keep asking her if she wants to practice how to do it, and she's like, "No, no, I don't want to practice. I know how to do it." I'm like, "Well, how do you do it?" And she does this funky thing with her <laughs> wrist, like it looks like like her hand is curled towards her, like in on her arm, and then she flips it out backward. I don't really know. She, I'm really. I almost want to warn everybody. It's kind of like Shamu hitting the water. I don't want anybody in the first row to be injured by the <laughs> flick because I feel like we could have some some real flower shrapnel getting in somebody's eyes if we're not mm. careful.
0: Interesting I just had a little bit of a bone to pick with you, Josh. That worked for you for what ten years now, and oh, I was God. never told that <laughs> Tiffany had a sister.
2: <laughs> Interesting. Um, Eddie, just noted. I, I'm gonna say noted. Do you
0: think that there might be a reason he didn't tell you? Noted. She and you, it's been noted. Eddie, it's been I would, noted. I would,
2: I would happily <laughs> welcome you to the family, Eddie. But. I'm just gonna say you and her are of a little different moral um, compass. I'm not She's entirely sure there's gonna be drinks saying. at the wedding afterward. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a dry. So, it's a dry reception. Yeah, there, I'm not saying bell, I know bell, that. Bell, bell. Well, Prayers for you, Tiffany then, this weekend. is Tiffany's a little bit of not the black sheep at all because her and her dad are really close, but, but there is a little. Um, th- th- I. I I've never seen her father have a drink, hmm. and so I don't know how that goes. Like I don't know, it, it, you know. Like we're, I'm always like, I'm a little leery. I don't think I've ever had a drink in front of him, so except at our reception, which you know I, I, I tore that one down pretty good. <laughs> um, his introduction to me drinking was was pretty special. Um, I know so I think it's yeah, payback, I don't know that that would have been a fit for you, Eddie.
3: I think it's payback, right. Eddie. You should show up at the reception just ripped
4: you gotta crash it
0: what night is it saturday friday <laughs>
4: friday night we will be back the wichita
2: game's thursday
0: we're coming back it's thursday sunday night. night
2: this is this is oh. i mean again sunday this was a wedding? sunday wedding something oh. i've never heard of. Oh, well, I then, oh, that, of
0: that's all you needed to tell me i'm out
2: yep yep that's it's a strange one i hope they all have right. a,
0: a nice life but i'm out you're <laughs> out of <laughs> both the wedding and the running to well, be you your husband my, <laughs> you know my sunday rule i don't do anything on sunday <laughs>
3: Yeah, Be doing a podcast I'm glad you have one day where you don't do anything Kerry
0: has invited me places on Sunday And I've said no I'm good He's Walter Sobchak I don't drink on Sunday I don't roll on Sunday It's exactly right You recover Most of the time
3: Well you do drink on Sunday It's just early in the morning
0: At mass yeah Communion
3: No I mean like from 12am to
0: 1201 Oh yeah Oh yeah yeah
3: yeah To 3am Oh that's true uh, anything else that we
4: want to hit on in recruiting before we get out of here, guys? Pretty lame week in terms of
0: official uh, visits for football.
2: Yeah, it, it looks it's, like it's, it's interesting. That's quiet. kind of
0: interesting, though, isn't it? Because this is one of the they talk rare so night much. Yeah, they, they talk and take advantage so of. much
4: about the night game factor. They're not using it for that way. They might bring in a lot of unofficials, maybe twenty twenty kids.
3: I would think there's going to be so many extra people on the sidelines and stuff for this game. You know, so many organizations that will be taken apart. It's going to be rainy. It's probably the logistics of having a recruiting weekend for this game is probably not easy.
2: The the weather is not great. And I've talked to a few sources that make it sound like um, maybe even uh, maybe particularly on the defensive side of the ball there is a hesitancy to bring some of these guys in because it's just not going to be a sexy game. Yeah. Like you're not going to bring DBs in and be like, yeah, and you're just going to hit the fullback over and over and over again. Like it's not a great thing. The defensive line, I mean, they're not going to be making a lot of upfield plays. So there there's a lot of ways that that's not really what you want if you only get one chance to have these kids on campus that may not be the visit you want to bring them in for so i think bob's right i think you'll see some 2020s i think andrew rain will probably be there turner corcoran will probably be there so i I mean there'll be some good names but i don't think it's uh, if there's more than maybe three official visitors i'd be shocked and do
4: not be on iWatch go ahead and enjoy yes enjoy your weekend there's
2: i I can't be enjoying your weekend to begin with that's and just stay (laughs) up really really late and wait for the podcast so you mean you know.
4: early Sunday? We're we're gonna record. Sunday. Well, I mean, I mean Eddie will
2: still be AM drinking. I don't know 7, why our listeners Saturday be.
0: night. Is that what you want to do? No. But if we if that's what we need to if do, we survive I'll do Thursday. It. You taking off Friday morning? No. Neither am I. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> be interesting. Uh, it will be. So we got to uh, get back.
3: Yes, yeah, so we have to come back. <laughs> so, uh. Any
4: other order of business? Oh,
2: yeah, guys, we, we're forgetting one huge one. Oh, you got a commitment this week for the first time in forever. Uh, Jacoby. That's we, true. Scoop kind of talked about it on Friday. I got some word really right before we went up with Scoop on Friday that it was kind of becoming a put up or shut up for Jacoby, jo- Jacoby Jones. He needed to let Oklahoma know he was on board or Oklahoma was going to have to start getting more serious with some other options And I think he just, I think he knew he wanted to come to Oklahoma. Bob talked to him after the visit. I think he knew it. I think he just wanted to wait a little while and take some time. I don't think Oklahoma was up for that. And I think they just kind of said, you know, we need to know where you are with this. And I think, you know, he went ahead and pulled the trigger on Sunday. The interesting thing is, because I keep getting people asking me, is he a jack? Is he a defensive end? I think he is a guy that is going to It seems like more and more Oklahoma is trying to recruit guys that give them really easy flexibility between the 3-4 and the 4-3, and I think that's where they see him, because the the thing I heard was 5-tech, and literally the, the source I talked to is Oklahoma didn't have one of those. So I think he fills a role that they think gives them more flexibility up front to do things that are more natural to the players rather than trying to... Make Amani Bledsoe a 4-3 defensive end, which he's just not, or make Kenneth Mayan a pure 4-3 defensive tackle, which he just isn't. So I mean, that there is some movement there in the way they're doing things. I think that's where it gets down to it. But I know I've had a lot of people ask me if that had any impact on David Agwebu, and it absolutely does not. David Agwebu is a take for Oklahoma. He is a jack for Oklahoma. That there is no relationship between those two players. And yes. I know how to say his damn name now. So I'm pretty excited about it.
4: Yeah. Yeah, You
3: said it like seven times.
4: Boom. When I talked with Jones last week and when he said he had zero visits planned and he wasn't even looking into trying to set any up, it it sort of felt like, what are you waiting for then? You seem to know you just go ahead and do it. And he mentioned the Sooners didn't pressure him on the visit. And I assume it's because, Oh, you thought he would commit maybe like a day, day or two later. And so, yeah, you you reach the point where it's like, all right, we got to know because there's other guys we will take a look at if you're not ready to jump on board.
0: Is he a guy that, I mean, Josh or Bob, either of you, is he a guy that makes an immediate impact in 2019?
2: I think he could because, like I said, I mean, they're recruiting him for someone, like they're recruiting him into a role where they don't feel like they have a natural fit right now. So it may be a deal where if he's good enough to do what they want him to do, then yes, because it's going to provide them with something they don't currently have. So it may be, a you know, he may play by default. But again, Oklahoma's not going to throw him out there just because, oh, well, we love the idea of doing this, but he's not as good as the alternatives to to run something a little bit different up front. So I think he'll play. I, you know, I went over, uh, we I ran real Sooners this morning. It's up on the front page right now. Uh, for those that don't know, it's kind of a breakdown where I go over the previous week's film of a select of few of the guys that are committed, and obviously I picked him this week being a little bit more relevant, and I, I thought he looked really good. I thought he'd shown good growth from his, his freshman year at Butler. Uh, obviously, playing in that league, the Jayhawk Conference is probably the best you know junior college football in the country week in and week out, so... He's played good competition. I think he'll be ready. And, Bob, if I'm not mistaken, he's a midterm guy, isn't he?
4: Yes, he is. And he's okay. a three-for-two guy. I know. I think there was some confusion there. But he was actually – his high school was 2017 class, not 2016. So, he is right on track to be one of those three-for-two guys.
3: You even notice if Ja'Kyrie Daly traveled. I even look, even looking that up.
0: I haven't seen him in uniform all year. I haven't <laughs> seen him. I just looked yeah. up on the roster to make sure he was still on the yeah, roster. You haven't
4: seen him on Twitter. He's roommates with Mark with Mark Jackson. I was trying to do that Mark Jackson story last week. I was trying to figure out who his roommate was. It's like, well, daily hit. Yeah, I'm not going to get any insight there.
3: That's just a. I don't think we can say bust, but it's just not looking good. Anyway. um, There's one more
2: thing I wanted to hit on. I don't know what it was. Tennis. Oh, sure. All right. <laughs> <Let's>... <laughs> oh, Jesus. I was joking in bobs now. I've opened Pandora's box.
3: <laughs> Just don't, don't, don't bring up wrestling. He won't stop. Uh, oh, uh, we, can- wrestling, Canelo and bro. Triple G?
2: Canelo and,
4: tri- and Triple G? No. Don't
3: screw them. They cost us a chance to go to Buffalo Wild Wings Saturday night. <laughs> Had to pay a $10 cover charge if we wanted wings. Because that fight was on. That's all right. Chili's was fine. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Uh, I'm going to cut a lot of this shit out here at the end.
0: (laughs) Leave this part in. It's too bad that Urban Meyer's not dead. (laughs) Maybe maybe
3: we could... Maybe that billionaire will give him a seat on that SpaceX and it'll blow up. Who? The... Do you see that World's guy that worst. bought up all the seats on Elon Musk's uh, SpaceX trip to the moon? Put Elon Musk on the... <laughs> I think
0: he is. No, he's not going. They, he should. He Put him, Urban Meyer, and people that call ADAP on the same plane. Send him away.
3: Next up, uh, on the next podcast, the six people that Eddie would like to die on SpaceX. Or you got that list ready? He just gave oh. it to us.
4: We just gave it well, to it. <laughs> every person Eddie, that's you on that ship,
2: include some of your some of your terrorist list on that plane just to make sure that they don't return. We've probably covered every uh, every one of Osteen, them. Olsteen definitely on that. Yeah, plane that
0: spaceship, whatever it is. He's already saved, so what's
2: it matter? Uh, by the way, I did see he was awarded a medal or awarded uh, by the city of Houston, and there were some people less than impressed by it. it it's one of those things, basically. The City Chamber of Commerce, if anyone recommends him for a uh, accommodation, he he is basically unless the mayor steps in and stops it, he will get one. Well there's no friggin' way the mayor is standing in Joel Osteen's way. So basically it took one guy for him to get awarded by the city of Houston. Sad. For for refusing to open the doors to his church. Yes, something that he now denies, but I mean it's just reality. All right, I'm going to end it there. Merciful
3: ending. That'll do it. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. Don't forget, uh, go to iTunes, uh, rate and review. We've got some. Uh, we're going to have to bring that back here in one of the following weeks because we had a lot of reviews that we need to. I'd like to get out on the air. Uh, sign up for the Oklahoma Sooners post game podcast. Uh, that is on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Tune in. Uh, SoundCloud, pretty much anywhere you get your... Uh, pie. I did resubmit for Spotify, so we'll see how that goes, but I know a lot of people have been wanting us uh, to jump on Spotify, uh, but uh, tomorrow, Thursday, we'll head up to uh, Wichita to see Marcus Hicks in person, uh, thanks to Eskridge Lexus, Oklahoma City, thanks to uh, Choctaw Casinos and Resort in Durant uh, for being our presenting sponsor for the Unofficial 40. Uh, can't tell you how much we appreciate them, so uh, go check them out, com. Uh, that'll do it for this edition of the Unofficial 40. Until next time, we'll be right back here on Soonerscoop.com Podcasts. Podcasts from Soonerscoop.com.